Blog Talk Radio. Peace, peace. Welcome, welcome back to your week or welcome ahead to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology. You are live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network. We are live. We're we're gonna be really uncut today, just FYI. Uh something about maybe this Mercury retrograde. We're in the zone for the Mercury retrograde coming up here in Libra. And so, you know, it could get a little raw at times with that energy. And um if you ha if you're new to the show, uh, if you go back and listen to subsequent episodes, I think I might mention it at least once in every episode that my chart is ruled by Mercury. So I, I definitely feel these energies a little more intently, and I feel them ahead of time, like most of us do. We're going to get into all that today. Um, <clears throat> before we go another step further, I definitely want to honor, respect, revere, remember, our divine ancestors without which whom we would not be here. And I absolutely must shout out Brother Ampu, the fearless leader of the My Astrology Coach Network team and everything, website. So y'all check out myastrologycoach.com. That's where it all started for Mama Dada Astrology, at least in in the terms of knowing that I could do this full time and that it wasn't I wasn't going to go to hell because of it. <laughs> so definitely check that out. Um, I can be contacted through that website at Adrian A D R I E N N E at myastrologycoach.com. But you are now a week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology. You can check that out on Facebook and Mama Dada Astro on Twitter, okay? So we're about to jump in. Today we are in the midst of a Venus-Mars alignment, and so energy is up. (laughs) That's also um, a contributing factor to uh, just the, the, the up energy. Either you're humping around and screwing a lot right now, or you are utilizing that creative kundalini, you know, chi energy to really just get ahead, get ahead. So either way it goes, happy (laughs) Venus-Mars alignment to you. If you're interested in knowing exactly where in your chart this falls, um, that is something you can contact me about, and I can walk you through that and kind of help you navigate through the energy. The Venus-Mars alignment is, yes, definitely, we talked about it last week, so please check out um, last week's episode. The link for it is in the episode information for the show on if you're on the blog, if you're listening online at Blog Talk Radio. So, um Yeah, I've got horoscopes on last week's episode and everything for the Venus-Mars alignment. So if you go back and click on that, you'll be up to speed with what's going on right now with the energy and jump in because it's it's still within a one-degree orb right now. It's powerfully strong. Venus is um, uh, retrograde, about to station direct. That's the highlight of today's show. 
And so a lot of this stuff that that we're going through now is going to show up again when Venus goes direct, okay? Not necessarily with Mars, but just um, other energies that you're experiencing with Venus in particular. Um, Also, full moon. We just had a full moon here on August 29th. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, the the there's a couple of things that's really, really, a few things that's really um, impactful about this full moon that we are experiencing. The energy of the, any full moon or new moon is going to last up to two weeks after the event, okay? The energy is going to last up until that next moon cycle. So this Pisces full moon energy is going to last up until um, the new moon here in just another week and a half. So definitely you want to jump in. Uh, Not only is this full moon an ending, like all full moons represent the culmination, ending, illumination, shining a light on something so we can finally do something about it, but it's also the ending and culmination of a lunar eclipse cycle that began back in March of this year, and so whatever was, you know, the, the cycle in between then and now, it it represented a close of that as well. So that's like, you know, double ending, so to speak, and even more so if you're watching even bigger cycles, but those are the two main ones. Um, it, it is a Pisces full moon, which, as I spoke on last week, ends the zodiac, um, the 12 signs. It's the 12th sign ruled by Neptune. And so um, Neptune was a major player, as it turns out, in this last full moon. It was conjunct uh, uh, the moon. It was conjunct the moon. I wanted to say the sun, but no, it was conjunct the moon. Uh, Jupiter was conjunct the sun. And so you had even just more of this ending energy, Piscean energy. And so I'm mentioning all this because I'm giving you a little bit of background, astrologically speaking, to just the energies that are in play right now. If you feel like you're having to uh, say goodbye to some things, you know, end some things, the moon is waning as, as we're on air. Um, I, I'd like to say thank you to the callers that are on on air, that called that are called in right now, and for those that are online that may want to join in or have a question, I'll go ahead and repeat the um, number right now: eight one eight three six nine zero three six eight. If you're online and you want to join in the conversation, just press one. If you don't want to join, don't press anything. Just listen. And so. Uh, <clears throat> It's just, you know, for for things that people in the last few few days, within the last week leading up to the full moon, have had things exposed, illuminated, a light shone on them, and then the fallout or the after effect of that, uh, or... It just may may be something that this full moon um, showed you that it has to go. 
That's the power of the moon. While it's waning, it's the perfect time to let it go. And then we're not only ending a full moon cycle, we're ending a lunar eclipse cycle. I mean, whatever you're letting go of right now is is probably more than likely gone, just like a whole different uh, 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 paradigm shift. And so... Definitely listen back on last week's, not only for the Venus-Mars alignment, but also for the full moon information. I'm almost certain I did horoscopes for that transit as well. Make sure when you're listening out for these horoscopes that you listen out not only for your sun sign, but also your ascendant. Both play a, an extremely pivotal part in interpreting um, energies, be they inside of you, within you, something you can sense, feel, and recognize, or be they external, something that not only you can see but others can see, okay? That's the difference, one of the differences between reading um, reading a horoscope or interpreting a horoscope for a sun sign versus an ascendant, okay? All right, this week... We are um, traversing, we're, we end up the week this week with this, uh, what is ends up the week? The Sun-Pluto trine on Saturday the 5th, and the, the moon's going to be in Gemini at the third quarter moon in Gemini that day as well. So um, if you listen to previous episodes, you'll know that first quarter moons, third quarter moons, these quarter moons are just really um, uh, challenging aspects, squares that give us an opportunity to check in and check on things we either have initiated at a new moon or released at a full moon, okay? So that's going to be going on um, at the end of this week on um, Saturday. I know this show is called Your Week Ahead, but before I jump into the week ahead, um, here lately, it's just been a really good introduction for me, hopefully for y'all too. Give me feedback if you don't like it. <laughs> but it seems um, befitting to kind of just lead in the week ahead with where we're at currently, what we're ending the week with, and then, yeah, it's time. We're ready to roll and jump in. So ending the week in Gemini, we begin the week on Sunday. This week is covering Sunday, September the 6th through Saturday, September the 12th. We start the week with the moon in Cancer, go, goes into Leo for a few days right there in the middle of the week. That's that's some, you know, Leo's fire energy. So we're really going to have that passion and even more um, energy to get things done next week uh, in between Tuesday and Thursday. And then we end the week, start the weekend out with the moon in Virgo, okay? Uh, on Sunday, the 6th, with the moon in Cancer, hallelujah, Venus stations direct finally after um, what seems like for an eternity in retrograde. Uh, Venus rules love and money. Before I jump into that, let me... Um, let me tell you about the moon being in Cancer and what to kind of look out for. Cancer is an energy through a lot of the consultations I've been doing, of course, daily studying my own chart and transit. Uh, cancer is an energy that I'm becoming extremely familiar with, and I kind of like it. Cancer is rule, it's ruled by the moon itself, 
So the moon being in Cancer, of course, is going to feel right at home. It's ruled by the moon. It rules the fourth house of home and family. And who doesn't feel, you know, warm and comfy and cozy at home and with their family? So that is going to be kind of some key words that help you if you're not already familiar with these zodiac signs, some of the key words that should help you remember what this cancer energy is all about when it comes to your emotions, our emotions, and our habits at the start of next week, okay? Moon is going to be in cancer. And uh, coming up off of the Gemini moon at the end of this week, Gemini is kind of this really energetic. When you think of Mercury and Mercury going retrograde, my chart being ruled by Mercury, just think of how, you know, people say I talk fast. So that's kind of a mercurial thing. Um, And so that kind of restlessness energy that the Gemini moon uh, has is going to give way and welcomely so to this kind of more comfortable cancer at home with family moon on Sunday, okay? It's perfect. So um, Sunday, just let your imagination go wild um, as you consider the influence on your emotions and habits, what you you would tend to want to do um, as of Sunday when we start the week. Um, it's kind of insular, you know, if you know any cancer sun signs, they more than likely like to be at home. Um, so a lot, it's kind of a Sagittarius thing too, but um, cancer is, is, that's the sign that represents that kind of energy. Um, it's really deep. It's a water sign. So the feeling nature of a cancer runs deep. Consider this when you're considering your emotional and habitual stance and and nature starting the week out next week, okay, on Sunday. Um, It's a great time to get in in touch with what motivates you because it runs deep. It's not deep psychologically like Scorpio, but it's definitely deep emotionally. Like I said, it's ruled by the moon itself. During a cancer moon, favorable activities include, of course, family get-togethers, anything that, any kind of activity that involves the awareness of our personal needs. The fourth house that cancer rules, uh, it's the very bottom of the chart. You got a top, you got a bottom, you got a left and a right, it's a circle, okay? And at the very bottom is your fourth house or the fourth house that is ruled by cancer and the moon, okay? And so uh, that's where where our personal needs lie, is not in all the crap that we accumulate and show off to people, but it's in the depths, in the bowels of, of us where we really know what we need or not. And so any any kind of activities around that, um, any domestic activities, any activities around the home since Cancer, Fourth House, Moon, Rules, Home, and Family, any domestic activities are going to be favor uh, decorating around the home, whatever. So that's how we start the week, all right? Um, also on Sunday, early, early in the morning, 
we can uh, go ahead and get back to that Venus going direct because that's where it's at. <laughs> I don't know why this Venus retrograde um, is standing out to me so prominently. I've lived through quite a few, being in my 30s, I've lived through quite a few Venus retrogrades. But I guess um, having an awareness of these energies just makes them more pronounced because you can pick it out and see it. And so just like um, saying that my chart is ruled by Mercury and when these Mercury retrogrades come around, I mean, when Mercury gets in the zone of the retrograde, I feel it. It it seems like And so um, uh, uh, Venus retrograde Has just really been noticeable To me this time around And so I'm looking forward And I'm actually With it going um, direct here on the 6th And it's already the 2nd I mean (laughs) I think The Venus Mars alignment uh, uh, Yesterday Which is still in play today Very much so still in play um, I think that had the when these other uh transits come around that involve these planets, they are trigger points. They trigger energies uh or or events, okay? And so with Venus about to station direct and it already kind of slowing down, uh, you've got the point where the planet goes retrograde. It slows down to do that, right? Okay, then it's just in motion going backward full speed ahead. Then it's got to go back forward. So there's another slowdown. We're in that slowdown period right now for Venus stationing direct on the 6th, okay? Oh, I don't know about y'all. You can raise, you can press one and raise your hand if you want to talk about it. I see what hand raised. I'll get to you here in just a second. Um, but, yeah, uh, if your love and your money's been a little funny or you've been feeling a little funny about your love and your money or Venus also rules values, how you've been feeling about your value, your worth, and and how is that? When you talk about retrograde, you talk about a period of review. All the R-E words. You talk about a period of renewal, okay? Retrograde is not a bad thing. <laughs> but for most of us who like to charge full speed ahead, we don't particularly fancy the idea of slowing down, backing up, take a second look at something, then slowing down again going in full steam ahead, you know, with armed now, armed now with more knowledge about your love and your money and your values, more appreciation. Venus rules what we appreciate and value, appreciating what we uh, value, appreciating who we love, and appreciating, you know, our money, what it takes to get money, appreciating more how money is spent within our household. So all this in mind, I'm going to um, pick up the line real quick. We got a few horoscopes to go through today, so I'll just pick up calls as we go. Caller from the 770-322. You're on the line with Mama Daughter Astrology. Peace. Hi. Uh, who am I speaking with? This is Hello. Mama Dada. Mama Dada, Hello. hi. I spoke with you, hi. Um, I think, back in June. 
How you doing? Yes, what's your name? I'm doing Ma- wonderful. I'm Maddie. What's your... Maddie. Maddie. I finally... I, you have no idea how many people I talk to on a weekly basis about astrology. And oh, I, I didn't. I, and please, please don't take that personally. You were I, when I when I, I just tuned in a few minutes ago, and I said, "Wow, her, her voice sounds so familiar." And um, back then, you were, I think you were going to be in uh, Georgia, Stone Mountain, Georgia, in July, and, but you never emailed. Yes. I, you know what? You must be. I've been talking about you, I think, for a few episodes. I have a long lost caller who I spoke with on the air, and by the time the show went off, the number was gone. So I couldn't. I couldn't do anything. And no, you, I, that I must you, be. But as I remember correctly, I gave. Well, anyway, it's passed. It doesn't matter. I gave you my. I gave you my email address. That's what I'm saying. Whatever information I recorded, it I, it it was lost immediately. Okay, I was wondering what happened. In, <laughs> I was wondering what happened because I was serious yes. about. Um, I was. Did you guys come to uh, Stone Mountain, Georgia? We did. Yes, man. And I was it looking was so... forward to it, and I say, "Why?" Wow, never, because I had a girlfriend. Oh. I spoke to a girlfriend about, it, and she said, "What happened?" I said, "You know, I don't know." I said, "Maybe she misinterpreted my when I gave her over the phone. Maybe she jotted down wrong, um, what have you?" And she nope. never emailed me, nope. so that was that. I just lost the information. Ended up going to Georgia, having a wonderful, powerful time. And and I'm so thankful that you called back in. I am recording your number now, and you're Maddie. Maddie I have a new yes. system for recording, so and I'm not going to lose you. I say, um, hmm. Well, what divine timing for you to link back up with, with us. Thank you so much for calling in today. Um, did you want to add that's exactly what I thought. I said maybe the timer was wrong. Maybe it wasn't meant to be at that time. You know. So you, you um, pop, did you hop in on the line just to connect with me? I, I'm recording your number. I, I I popped in on the line because I saw when I pulled up blog talk, I saw that it was about astrology and what's going on this week. I know you had been on. You've been on for. Uh, I like I said I just tuned in about ten fifteen minutes ago. I didn't catch the very beginning of it, but um. You're not doing um you're not doing astrology, you're not giving uh a taste, a sample of what's going on in one chart today, are you? Of what's going in what? What's going on in one's chart. Yes, absolutely, just not on air. Not That's on what air. I thought. Um I've got to get your information and pull it up. I'm visual. So when I see that circular chart and the angle stuff is making to these transiting planets, that's what speaks to me. Yeah, uh, I'm not an intuitive reader, so unfortunately I don't do on-air readings. Uh, I do have your number, and you're going to be the first call as soon as the show is over. I wrote it down, so no matter what happens to my computer, I have your number. <laughs> no, you you uh, no, you called me. You called me back because it was a Texas number. You called me back, yeah, but I think you got that. Uh, you I, must have misplaced the uh, uh, got the. Yeah, I couldn't confirm anything. I couldn't confirm anything. So yes, I, ha- I especially after the show, I will have multiple numbers in my phone. So no, I. No, but you did I'm give me a call. Glad. We spoke, but yep. it just says uh, I, I gave you my email address, and I thought uh, I never heard from her. So. Um, Okay, well, I'll look for your call this time. 
Yes, I got you locked in, Maddie, and um, I'll be talking to you again real soon. If you want to just um, hold back on the line, then... Uh, yeah, um, I would love to listen, yes. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. All right. Peace. Thank you. Sorry about that. I heard you, Maddie. Thank you. Peace. And uh, just before we get back into the show too far, I do see a caller from the 860-857. You're on the line with Mama Dada. Peace. Hello, caller? Hello? Yes. Hello? Hello? Hey. I was just listening um, to your show. I just started listening. And um, I realized that you do, like, spiritual readings and stuff. Oh, definitely. Astrology is absolutely spiritual and it relates to it really is uh just a kind of to me I think it's a more scientific and mathematical way of relating spiritual messages. But yeah, what's your name actually? Uh, my name is Crystal. Crystal, thank you so much for calling in. Did you have a question or want to add anything to the show today? Um well, I'm kind of confused about what I want to do with my life right now. Um, I just relocated and um kind of homesick. So I want to go back, you know, and start by fresh. Or should I just stay here in this new town and try to find my way around? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I'm just kind of moving from directions, you know. You know, if I stay That's here, I might, you know, jeopardize certain things, you know, but mm-hmm. if I go back home, um, I might miss out on opportunities, you know. That's so per that's such a perfect question. Um n- do you uh know your birth chart? Do you have access to your natal chart? Um no, sorry. Mhm. Yep, that's step number one, okay, because that's going to give you the astrological blueprint that you incarnated here with. Do you happen to know the time you were born? Um, I believe it's Friday, um, probably in the morning, like around 12 okay. o'clock. The time you were born, the exact time you were born is very vital information, okay? It's likely going to be found on your birth certificate. And mm-hmm. if not, um, there are ways to rectify your chart. Um, I do not um, provide those services, but I can link you up with someone who does. And at okay. that point, we can get started. You find out what okay. time you were born, and we can get started. I, what I have done is uh, I've recorded your phone number. So I can call you when the show is over, and I'd like to just get some uh, basic information from you, preferably just the email address, and we can stay in contact until you get that info. How does that sound, Crystal? All right, thank you, because I'm looking at my birth certificate now, and I don't see a time here. Okay. We can get all that worked out. We can get all that worked out. And if you say it's okay, I'll give you a call after the show, okay? Yes, please. Thank you so All much right. for calling me in and adding to the show. You're welcome, and I'll put you back on hold so you can listen. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Peace. All right, y'all, we getting back into today's show. Thank you so much, Maddie and Crystal, for calling in and listening. I just 
love talking to everybody. So I'm I'm living my dream, y'all. I'm telling y'all, a year ago, a year ago, you know, two years ago, three, four years ago, I was listening to Andrew and Keisha on the radio. Fast forward, I'm on my astrology radio, the very radio station I was listening to, hosting my own astrology-based show. And I'm just having a blast, y'all. So let's get back to this Venus stationing direct because I I really think this is just going to be, this energy right here that's shifting is just, I mean, and on the heels of the eclipse season, we got two eclipses this month. Uh, I'll just jump into the horoscopes for the uh, Venus stationing direct. And um, I believe believe those came from the dark pixie astrology but uh i don't have one no i have one for every sign on this one okay aries hold on i'm scrolling y'all all right venus has been retrograde since late july july the 25th to be exact in fellow fire sign leo all right aries and this comes to an end on September the 6th. You've likely had to deal with problems with your loved ones and love life, the things you love and have been lazier, impatient, or frustrated with those things. Now you can get back on the right track with them, but it might not be for long due to Mercury retrograding on the 17th. All right, Aries? Taurus. On September 6th, your ruler Venus ends her retrograde. Um, you've likely been having difficulties at home or with family emotionally or just feeling off in general since Venus is your ruler and have felt off track. Now that her retrograde is ending, you can start to feel like yourself again and get along better with family and make your home more comfortable. That same fourth house, cancer, moon energy I was talking about at the beginning of the show, that's the very house um, Venus has been retrograding in for you. And so that's why uh, this works the way that it does, all right? Uh, Gemini, Venus ends her retrograde. In Leo, and you've likely been experiencing problems with communication, lacking tact or diplomacy, or having other people act that way with you. You've been mentally lazy and unfocused. With the retrograde ending, you can gain some of that energy back again, but it might not last long because Mercury retrograde starts, okay, and we're already in the zone, like I said. All right, Cancer, Um, you've likely been dealing with financial issues, being extra indulgent, impatient, or lazy. Now that the retrograde is over, you can get control of your finances again and work on finding some energy, okay? All right, Leo, you've probably been overindulgent, extra lazy, (laughs) um, extra stubborn, and too focused on yourself. Love has been problematic, and you've had trouble with your loved ones and finances. Now that the retrograde is over, going to be over, 
you can work on making things right again. Now, keep this in mind as I get to Virgo. We're halfway through um, with there being 12 signs. Uh, but keep in mind with any retrograde that there is, I, I, you heard me mention this word zone or this word shadow, okay, because we're even after the sixth, when Venus stations direct, the degrees that Venus will be transiting through, it's already been through before. Okay, so that it's not going to be in new territory until uh, I have to get the date on that. I can't believe I don't have it. But uh, it's not going to be in new territory just yet. So that release, but to see things in your love and your money, what you value, really get back on track like to where you can see the proof of it, it may still be a, a few weeks like with the um with the Mercury retrograde, okay? All right, Virgo. On the sixth, Venus enter retrograde, you've probably seen old love issues come about. Felt lazy with the things you've had to work on alone, had a harder time keeping your irritation to yourself or not wanting to deal with your spiritual side or intuition. Now that the retrograde is going to be over, you can get back on the right track with those things, okay? Um, It sounds like it was going through the 12th house for Virgo, and so let me double check that. Yeah, because right after Leo. Um, so the 12th house and so, uh, yeah, spiritual things, things that I'm dealing with, yeah, spiritual things and working alone definitely are 12th house issues. So if you have any, 12th house is a, a, a really, it's got a lot going on, kind of like the 11th, you know, a lot of these houses are clear cut, like 10th house is just career. And public image and responsibility, public, that's pretty cut and dry. But when you get to 12th house, and it's not only over spiritual things, but it's over imagination and it's over confined spaces. It's things that don't, on the outset, you can't really see their correlation. But like I said to uh, Crystal, astrology is definitely just a more... You tend to find, I tend to find more intellectual people into astrology because it is this kind of, for me, it's been this mathematical and scientific way of explaining a lot of spiritual truths. And for whatever reason, that appeals to me and plenty of other people, apparently. So let's keep it rolling. Libra, with the Venus um, retrograde coming to an end, uh, here lately you've been experiencing issues with your friends, 11th house, the groups you belong to, and the causes you champion and had a hard time connecting with others as a whole. With the retrograde over, that shifts. Since Venus is your ruler, also along with Taurus, uh, Venus rules Taurus and Libra, You've also felt off in a real subtle way, but this may not improve much because of the Mercury retrograde that starts just after Venus retrograde ends, okay? Scorpio, on the 6th, Venus is going direct. And uh, the retrograde has definitely been making things difficult for you in that 10th house of career and goals, okay? Okay. 
With the retrograde over, now you can find your drive and charm again professionally and refocus on the work you want to do. My super Sagittarius is, I wanted to say another S word, a whole bunch of S words that that are so wonderful, but then y'all will be able to hear my pronounced bias towards this sign because that's my sun sign. (laughs) So um, Sagittarius is out there. Uh, Let's see. We have likely been feeling frustrated by the lack of excitement. Expansion, that's ninth house, Jupiter house, in our lives, and wanted far more freedom in our relationships. With the retrograde over, we can balance the space we need with the needs of our loved ones and find ways to expand and explore again. All right, sounds good, doesn't it? For any Sagittarius, it's actually... um, uh, going through well for I tell you what uh, these horoscopes that I have found personally are more uh, I say they're more accurate because as a rising sign that's how it's kind of the energy is playing out in your immediate surroundings that you can see physical okay as opposed to the sun which is more I have found to be more an inward expression of the energy. You more notice it in yourself or through expressing yourself. And so I mention that just because uh, as a Sagittarius sun but a Gemini rising, I may identify more with the Gemini um interpretation of this of this or any other horoscope, okay? I'm just throwing that out there. A lot of people don't know that, and it gives you something else to look at and think about when you're um, thinking about astrology and horoscopes, especially created equal. All right, Capricorn, we're rounding this thing out. Uh, Venus retrograde has likely been causing problems for you with your close relationships. That's eighth house, intimacy, shared resources, or business alliances. Now that the retrograde is over, you can get back to the way things you the way you want things to be. Okay, Aquarius, uh, the the um, Venus retrograde was in the sign opposite yours, Leo. So this was an opposing kind of thing going on with you. So even more so with that retrograde energy, um, no doubt has been causing issues for you in your relationships, impatience misunderstandings, lost love or love lost, selfishness, okay? So now that the retrograde is going to be over, you can work on making things right again, all right, with your loved one. Pisces, Venus ends her retrograde where you've more than likely been having issues with your work, coworkers, daily life, habits, and health, all six house issues, and lacking discipline focus. So now that the retrograde's over, you can get back on track with that, okay? All right. Uh, we're rolling through the week. So we're uh, still under this Cancer moon um, on Sunday when Venus stations direct, still under the Cancer moon Tuesday when we have a Mars Uranus trine. 
I know. It doesn't sound like Venus retrograde. It doesn't sound like Mercury retrograde. It doesn't sound like a full moon or a new moon. It doesn't really sound exciting. But it's anything but not exciting. We've got Mars, the planet of drive, passion, aggression, violence, sex, okay? And then we've got Uranus, this outer, slower-moving planet uh, that is in Aries right now, a fire sign ruled by Mars. And um, Uranus is electric. Uranus is a breakthrough energy. Uranus is a freedom energy, okay? And it, uh, more so than adventurous, um, inventive, and so many other things. But that ought to give you a good idea. Now, this trine that Mars is making to Uranus is happening at 19 degrees. I've, told, I've, I've introduced y'all to deacons or decanates as I have been doing some of these horoscopes that are particular to specific deacons of a sign, okay? Like I just mentioned, Aries. Aries, like every other sign in a chart, wheel, circle, is going to have three decanates in it, three deacons, three degrees, three sections of 10 degrees each. Therefore, the DEC on the beginning of the word, deacon, decanate, decent, oh, well, we, won't, we won't go into the Gregorian calendar and the word December, but um, it means 10, okay? And so... Uh, like with your sign, whatever sun sign you are, you share that sign with two other deacons. Your sun is in one of them, one of the three. The first deacon of any sign is the cardinal deacon. That deacon is the initiating deacon. It's generally ruled by the ruler of that sign, so it's almost the purest form of that sign or that energy, that introductory zero-degree energy, okay? Then you move into the second deacon. That's degree 10 through 19. This particular alignment of Mars and Leo is at 19. It is at the last degree of the second deacon. How, clo how much closer can you be to the third deacon than that? So the third deacon, as you'll see as I go through some of the horoscopes here in a minute, not only the second deacon of the sign is going to be directly impacted and more so the end of it, but the beginning deacon of the, uh, the beginning of the next deacon, okay? So if you have any personal points and planets at 19 degrees Leo, where Mars will be, or 19 degrees Aries where Uranus will be, or at, at any points that square or oppose or sextile or trine these points, uh, then you will be very interested to hear just how impactful this energy should be. Whenever Mars is in this trine, which is 120 degrees, a very harmonious compatible, free-flowing, kind of effortless relationship going on between Mars and Uranus, you can kind of let your hair down and take a few risks. It's okay. 
with this particular aspect, okay? And depending, it's okay, I'll say this kind of depending on where it falls in your chart. It will be good to get with an astrologer such as myself who can help you see exactly where it will be Um, because letting your hair down and taking a few risks in certain areas, obviously, might not have the same outcome. (laughs) Uh, You will definitely feel a very strong urge, that Marsy passion, aggressive urge, which is Uranus, the freedom, okay, the original thinker, the the rebel, okay. Uh, You're going to feel a very strong urge toward that. Um, you, you you're not going to want to be restricted by anything, and and you're not even routine. Okay, this is going on Tuesday, September the eighth. Um, it's exact that afternoon at two at almost three o'clock Central Standard Time. Uh, but with with Mars involved, I'd say you could see this maybe. Uh, I would look for it a few days in advance since it, since it is Mars. I would look for it. If, uh, I would be looking for it at the beginning of the week. Uh, and I say that because with Mars involved, if you're not vibrating high, <laughs> if you happen to be vibing low, and you know, really dealing with these low-level entities and energies, even in the Mars trine, here in this, who knows how it's impacting your personal chart. So it's still a trigger. It's still a trigger point. So just make sure um, around next Tuesday that you really are getting in on the highest possible vibration uh, end of this aspect. Uh, You're going to have really strong instincts that are going to be accurate. Uranus is like, oh, it's like this lightning fast genius energy, okay? And then Mars is that drive and that aggression. So that energy directed towards something uh, during this time, you can get the benefits of Uranus's accuracy and, you know, genius. Um, so that's why if you are vibing high, if you decide to take an extra risk around this time, it actually should pay off, okay? That's the good thing about a trine. It's, a, it's an easy, effortless kind of thing where if you just take that trine word out and make it an opposition or a square or even a conjunction sometimes, it would be a whole nother interpretation of, of these two energies relating with one another, okay? Um, <clears throat> you're going to definitely kind of feel this need for freedom. It's going to be that urge or that drive for freedom and, and, and also for a new type of self-expression. But since it's a trine, it it shouldn't result in any major upheavals. Can sometimes when you're searching for a new type of self expression or wanting to exercise this, you know, need for freedom. Um so others are are gonna more than likely it's gonna be a more harmonious thing. Other people are more than likely going to go along with this new expression of yourself and be attracted to your new ideas or projects, okay? Um, these new ideas and projects can get off that's the inventive Uranus stuff. It can get off the ground with a burst of this 
fiery uh, Mars energy, okay? Um, kind of daring uh, to put yourself out there in certain ways. Um, yeah. So it's just a passing transit. <laughs> you can't, don't put any, uh, don't put like major stock into this transit. But while it's here, Uranus is quick. It's lightning quick. But um, not its transit, but its energy. Uh, so the adrenaline and that fighting spirit, it will eventually fade. But you can get these new projects to a state where that uh, that initiative that you're going to have at this time, it'll no longer be required, okay? If you've got something that needs that heavy energy to set it up or set it off and then you can kind of coast, that's, that, that's what this energy is good for. Also, your sex drive, Mars, is sex and then you want to add that lightning to it, <laughs> um, your sex drive and physical attractiveness is also going to enjoy a boost, okay? Uh, Mars and Venus alignment will have long passed since, since then, but this will probably be one of the aspects shortly after it, so it will still kind of be interwoven there. Uh Finding a willing partner comes easier <laughs> now than at other times. Um, if you do stumble upon a new romance at this time, uh, it could lead to a lot of fun and excitement, but it might not prove to be a lasting union, okay? Um, if you're already committed relationships, at this particular time, you or your partner may have wandering eyes if excitement is not available at home. So definitely utilize some of the inventive, original thinking that Mars is that Uranus is going to hook up with Mars um, and give, and think of something to spice it up. Uh, if the if you know you're with someone who who has those tendencies, I don't know, slap a wig on and be somebody else they can have some fun and excitement with. I'm just throwing stuff out there, but use your imagination on how this energy could best work with you. I'm going to give you uh, some, it's not going to be for everybody because this particular transit is not affecting everybody. It's not even affecting the whole of every sign, but that that's why we brought up the deacons because, I'll tell you the dates of the date of birth that you can um, look out for. And I think that's about it in just describing the energy. You may be surprised just how open-minded you and your partner will be during this transit, and that will obviously lead to much enjoyment and stimulation through experimentation, all right? So first out the gate, not all of my Aries, but Deacon 2 and 3. Deacon 2 and 3 Aries, listen up. For Deacon 2 Aries, you were born between March 31st and April 9th. Now, Mars trine Uranus from the 5th, which is this coming up Saturday into next week, which we're talking about, it's exact, though, on the 8th. But you've got this period between September 5th and the 10th um, if you were born during March 31st and April 9th. And this Mars trine Uranus is going to allow you to let your hair down and take a few risks, okay? It's going to increase your passionate desires and make you more attractive. Um, 
and it's really coming on the off the heels of of uh, of Mars trining your deacon ever since la- the end of last month. So this should this shouldn't feel like anything so new, but since Uranus is involved, it might. Okay, so just be open to uh, what letting your hair down and taking a few risks could bring you. All right. Um, For those Aries, Deacon 3, born between April 10th and 19th, Mars is also been, uh, Mars is actually going to be trining your Deacon from September the 8th, the start of this Mars-Uranus alignment, into the 26th of September, okay? And it's going to give you an increase in your energy levels, self-confidence, and sexual desire. And it, but it's going to, and it's going to be well balanced, all right. And it's not going to be aggressive or threatening to people. And once again, with the trine, it makes everything easy. Uh, so you know what you want, and you have the extra energy to go after it, with a very good chance of getting it. Have fun, <laughs> Aries Deacon Three, Gemini Deacon Two, those born June first to the tenth. Mars trine Uranus from September 5th through 10th will present another fine opportunity for exciting adventures. This is not the end of your good stars for love, but that comes towards the end of September, okay? Gemini Deacon 3, those born June 11th to 20th, the theme here is uh, mending broken hearts. Hold on. With the Venus and Mars transit, yeah. With the Mars transit uh, this month for you, um, it does actually it's associated with Venus as well. But it, uh, existing relationships can be strengthened. That's the key for Gemini Deacon Three. Existing relationships can be strengthened, or you can start a fresh new romance. That's Uranus with less baggage than before. With the trine, it makes things easier and it will have a positive effect on your love life. Deacon 2 Tauruses, those born May 1st to 10th, um, the two transits impacting your love life, it invo- one of them involves Mars, and we're talking about Mars trining Uranus here. At the time of this transit, Mars is actually going to be squaring your deacon. So that's what I mean about these transits, guys. Whether be it a favorable tra- transit or a challenging one, you got to know how it's impacting your personal chart, even those within uh, Deacon 2, Taurus, those born May 1st to 10th. You got to look at everything in the chart on top of that. So... Once again, uh, Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook, Mama Dada Astro on Twitter, and through the My Astrology Coach um, website, I can be reached at Adrian A D R I E N N E at myastrologycoach.com. So you can find out utilizing your time of birth uh, exactly how these trends are going to affect you. Now, here we have a Mars trine Uranus, but Mars happens to be squaring the second deacon of Taurus for those born May 1st to 10th. So, um, and Venus is going to be squaring it until September the 25th. So Mars and Venus together squaring your deacon. These planets of sex and love are actually playing havoc with your intimate relationships and ability to enjoy life in general. 
Good news, Deacon Two Taurus. <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but actually, there's good news. Uh, the most challenging time of the entire month has already occurred, okay, or is already occurring with this Venus Mars alignment, uh, which kind of phases out after tomorrow. It, tomorrow will still be in play. After tomorrow, you can rest a little easier. Also, Deacon Two Tauruses, your ruler Venus um, going direct on the 6th should also help remove some of the complications you may be experiencing in uh, relationships and with your finances. I do see that we have another hand uh, a hand up. I, what I'll go ahead and do is if you'll uh, allow me to finish out these few horoscopes that we have left, like I said, this one didn't cover everybody, uh, then I will definitely pick up the line and we'll see who we got um, with us today. Who else? All right, Taurus Deacon 3, those born May 11th through 20th, the toughest challenge this month is going to come from Mars squaring your deacon from the 8th, the start of this alignment, through the 26th of September. Now, anger and frustration do accompany this transit, so there is an increased chance of confrontation and temper tantrums. The solar eclipse will make it easier to get things off your chest. So the most difficult period will be the first two weeks of September, all right? Hold off on making any new starts or asserting yourself too strongly. Uh, Gemini's Deacon 2, born June 1st to 10th. The Mars Uranus trine from September the 5th through 10th will present another fine opportunity for exciting adventures. This is not the end of your good stars for love, but that does come towards the end of September. The best days of the month and the best time for romance is during right now, the Venus-Mars alignment from August 3rd to September 3rd, August 30th through September 3rd. Also, uh, with Uranus being involved with this Mars-Uranus trine, Uranus is for Deacon 2 Gemini's born June 1st through 10th, sextiling. That's another favorable harmonious aspect, just a little less that so than the trine. But Uranus is um, favorably aspecting your deacon until April 2016. This energy favors, all right, Gemini's born June 1st to 10th or deacon 2 in those degrees if you have an ascendant there. Um it favors risk-taking and meeting people from different cultures or backgrounds than yourself. So max out on that. Deacon 2 Leos, those born August 3rd to 12th, Mars is trining Uranus from September 5th through 10th, and it's going to bring you anticipation of thrilling experiences. You can be confident in flirting and take some extra risks. Uranus trying your deacon is bringing excitement and positive change until April 2016. It is activated by both Mars and Venus ahead to bring some refreshing new possibilities for romance, among other things. Deacon 3 Leos, those born August 13th through 22nd, Mars is actually going to be in your deacon through 26th. 
and it will having it will have you feeling strong and sexy. This is a good omen for your sex life, but also anything you feel passionate about. You will have more energy and initiative to chase down your desires, succeed at anything competitive. Go ahead, Leo. Go, Leo. Go, Leo. Libra is Deacon 2, those born October 3rd through 12th. If you've been experiencing unwanted or disruptive changes this year, it would be due to Uranus being opposite your Deacon, okay? Just think about an opponent facing you, opposition. Um, that's where Uranus is. It's opposing your Deacon right now. Ahead this month, there are two periods where the better side of this transit will bring positive change and excitement, and this Mars-Uranus trine is one of them, okay? Risk-taking and letting your hair down will prove less problematic than at other times. Uh, The Mars-Uranus trine between September 5th and 10th is going to bring you unique opportunities to experience new activities feelings, and relationships. It will stimulate your sex drive and add a sense of excitement or danger to your sex appeal. Get it, Libra Deacon 2, all right? Libra Deacon 3, those born October 13th through 22nd. Mars is actually sextiling your Deacon from September 8th through 26th, and that's going to increase your sex drive and passionate desires. The best time of the month for hunting down your desires is from around September 8th through 14th during the combined influence of Mars and the previous new moon. Now, Mars will also give a competitive spirit and strong work ethic. You can assert yourself with confidence without worrying how others might react. This direct nature will win the respect and admiration of superiors and dominant type men. This is a winning transit, so go for what you want and go hard. All right. That was Libra Deacon 3. Deacon 2 Scorpios, those born November 2nd to 11th. Before we get, okay, let's see. I skipped the line. Okay. Good news. You must deal with the unsettling influence of Mars square your deacon. That wrong. Because later it says uh, for Deacon 2 Scorpios, November 2nd to 11th, the combined negative influence of the relationship planets Mars and Venus squaring your deacon adds much stress to your love life, especially if there are any underlying problems. All right, Deacon 2 Scorpios. In order to maintain some semblance of harmony, you will need to make an extra effort to show more affection and be patient with loved ones. Uh, This becomes most critical during this Venus-Mars alignment we're going through right now uh, from August 30th all the way up to September 3rd, okay, after tomorrow. Deacon 3, Scorpio, is born November 12th to 21st. Uh, Mars is squaring your deacon from September 8th to 26th, and it's also going to uh, create a deal of frustration, a great deal of frustration and anger. The more you try to assert yourself under this abrasive influence, the more resistance you face. So once again, like for Deacon 2 of Scorpio, 
more affection and more patience with those that you love, okay? If you love them, it's worth it. All right, we're wrapping it up here. Sag, Deacon 2 Sag, those born December 2nd through 11th. Um, Mars is actually trining your deacon from August 23rd to September 10th. It adds sex appeal and courage, making this one of the best times ever for your love life. Get it. (laughs) The Venus-Mars alignment going on right now from August 30th to September 3rd is the ultimate union of love and sex. Your passionate desires should skyrocket, and your popularity and super attractiveness will be hard to ignore. Besides the obvious advantage for existing relationships and finding new romance, this conjunction is ideal for initiating creative projects. Um, You can make the most. uh, There's... Uh, the Mars tri- Uranus trine of September 5th through 10th, you will be presented with many unique opportunities to experience new activities, feelings, and relationships as well, all right? Deacon 3 Sages, those born December 12th through 21st, Mars trine, your deacon, um, September 8th through 26th, adds sex appeal and courage, and increasing your passionate desires helps not only your chances of romance, but also gives extra initiative to work hard getting new projects off the ground. You can be more assertive without causing upset. Others will actually admire your direct approach and conviction. Imagine that, Sag. (laughs) As a Sag sun sign, that is not often experienced, that people actually appreciate and admire your directness and conviction. So for those born December 12th through 21st or Deacon 3 Sag Ascendant, enjoy. Tell me how it went. Call in and press 1. Let me know how that went. Okay, Deacon 2 Aquarius, those born January 30th to February 8th, Mars Trinurinus from the 5th through the 10th adds an element of electricity or danger to your sexual attractiveness. You are more inclined to take risks in chasing your passionate desires than usual and actually get away with it. (laughs) This is a year of positive change and excitement with Uranus sextile your Deacon until April 2016. Both Mars and Venus trigger this stimulating transit in a helpful way to bring out the more favorable side of each planet. Lucky you, Deacon 2 Aquarius. Deacon 3 Aquarius, those born February 9th to 18th, Mars opposite your Deacon lasts from September 8th through 26th, and it brings anger and frustration as other people stand in your way or directly oppose your will. Now, how... Interesting is that. I'll finish this, but I got to speak on that. Um, Deacon 3 Aquarius, the anger and the frustration is is brought as other people stand in the way, in your way, or directly oppose your will. Your passionate desires will be very strong, but there is great difficulty in achieving them. The most frustrating time of the month uh, is actually near the end of the month, between September 24th and 29th, but I thought I'd just mention that. Uh, 
Yeah, just from one deacon to the next, from deacon to Aquarius, who, I mean, the Uranus sextile is hitting the second deacon up in such a powerful, positive way, to a uh, favorable way, and then you just go one deacon away. I mean, from being born on February the 8th, the difference between being born on the 8th of February and the 9th of February is, is something else this astrology is, so... That was interesting. All right, and and with that Aquarius, with that interesting little, um, those are the horoscopes for the Mars Uranus trine that's coming up next Tuesday, September the eighth, exact at three p.m. Okay, let me go back to the line and just make sure. Actually, they put their hand down. So maybe I answered it with the horoscopes. That's wonderful. That's one of the reasons I do it, because if you can't necessarily afford a reading or a report, hey, you've got horoscopes. I think for the last couple of few months, I've been doing it every show. So you've got horoscopes that really hit. If you know your chart, you know the degrees of your ascendant and your sun and your moon. Those are the most three powerful, probably most important parts of your chart. You talk to a different astrologer, they might say something different. But in general, um, sun, moon, and ascendant is going to be very telling. All right. Uh, that same day, um, later on in the evening, the moon goes into Leo. I mentioned void, of course, in the weeks prior as well, just so you'll know the cancer moon that we start the week out in. Uh, the moon actually is void before that, the day before, 17 hours and 36 minutes of a void moon. Go back two shows ago and listen to what I said about void of course moons or web search, void of course or void moon, and look into what to do and not to do during a void moon. Some void, The time of a void moon varies. Some void moons are a few minutes. This one is 17 hours. So that's a very long time from Saturday at 6 in the evening to Sunday when it go when the moon enters Cancer at almost 1 in the afternoon. That's a very long time to have a moon void and it would benefit you or behoove you to best understand what to do and not to do during this time. This particular time because it's so long. And, you know, the odds of you actually doing one of these things are high as opposed to later on in the week when the moon moves into Leo. The void, of course, moon is only an hour and eight minutes. So from 8.28 p.m. on Tuesday, September 8th, that evening, uh, to 9.36 p.m., the moon is void. So a lot less time in there, even though it's still waking hours, for you to do one of the forbidden void of course activities. Um, when the moon is in Leo, we talked about Cancer earlier. Cancer rules the moon, fourth house. Leo is ruled by the sun, and it rules the fifth house of dating, romance, Children, creative projects, acting, um, gambling, speculation, okay, uh, hobbies, 
So while the moon is in Leo, uh, our emotions, our habits are going to be more inclined towards our inner child, okay? Um, It's a warm energy. It's generous, wholeheartedly loving. Uh, And uh, pride is another attribute of the Leo moon or of Leo. Um, pride can prevent us from opening up and revealing how we're truly feeling. We are on stage like the actor, the drama that I told you Fifth House represents our emotions and who how we present ourselves are on stage. Our feelings are grand, and we appreciate a little drama in our lives, okay? During this time uh, from... Tuesday night when it goes into Leo, we're, we may feel easily threatened by anything that seems to be impersonal, okay? Fifth house is, is about as personal as you can get, talking about romance, dating, having children. So it's very personal sign, Leo is. Um, we seek, We tend to seek attention during this time. We want to be on stage and stand out for our special qualities. It's a strong time for romance and any creative activity as well, other activities that are favored under a Leo moon, any activities involving children, any undertakings where you can be generous are favored, any undertakings in which personal recognition is desired, uh, any kind of, you can kind of take risks. You know, be more childlike during this time and take risks while the moon's in Leo. And, of course, any creative endeavors. That very next day, now this is Tuesday night, Wednesday afternoon, Mercury squares Pluto, and we pretty much are going to end the week out and today's show on this um, just because there's just not a lot as in quantity going on next week, but as you can tell how, I don't even know how much time we have, but didn't feel like we've been on the line that long, but yeah, we're in the second hour and 15 minutes into that, so it I only had three transits to discuss this week, which we've had weeks where we had seven, eight, nine transits, but they, they're of such intensity. Come on, Mars, Uranus, Venus going direct, and then we're about to talk about a Mercury-Pluto square? <laughs> we ain't out of the woods yet. <laughs> All right, so Mercury is going to be at 13 degrees Libra. That's the second deacon because it's between the 10 and 19 degrees. And uh, it's going to be squaring Pluto at 13 degrees in the second deacon of Capricorn, okay? Libra is an air sign. Capricorn is an earth sign. Um, Libra, Mercury being in Libra, obviously Libra is more about harmony, balance, diplomacy, um, fairness. So Mercury, our thinking, our communications are, are kind of, it's been in Libra by the time it, it's been in there for however many degrees. By this time next week, it'll be at 13 degrees. So you should be feeling more familiar with what this Mercury and Libra energy is like. We can take a look in your chart and see where this is and how it, how it's affecting your chart. Um, 
And then Pluto and Capricorn should be familiar from the Pluto Uranus squares we've been living out, even though the last one in the series came uh, just a couple of months ago, I do believe. But that ought to be a familiar energy, too. Let me just talk to you a little bit about it. And I just have like a handful of horoscopes on this one. It's not affecting that many people at all. Um, okay. So when Mercury squares Pluto, it can lead to like deep thinking and intense interactions with other people. Pluto is uh, rules Scorpio. Scorpio rules the eighth house of deep sharing and intimacy and psychology and all these deep things. You have Mercury, the planet of communications and thinking there, thinking deep, deep thinking. Um, Pluto, uh, Scorpio, eighth house is an intense energy. So when you're talking about intense interactions or intense communications with people, that's that's the Mercury square Pluto energy right there, okay? Um, uh, uh, Pluto, Scorpio, eighth house also rules research, okay? So when you're talking about thinking, um, thinking deep, you might be researching something around this time, a specific idea or topic, and um, you'll need to just be cautious when we're talking about a square that you don't take too seriously uh, to an extreme, whatever, uh, or or, or uh, delve into conspiracy theories, especially around this time, because you could you could get extreme with it, okay? Um, even if you focus on a on a real kind of streamlined, bland topic or a moderate point of view, with this square between the planet of thinking and the planet of you know intensity, there is a risk that you will use extreme or coercive methods to express your thoughts. Okay. The more extreme your idea or the more force you use to convince others, the more criticism and conflict you may encounter. Um, You're naturally going to be defensive under this influence, but it's important not to let your fighting spirit back you into a corner matters, okay? Uh, Just for the record, we were talking about Mars earlier with this Mars trine Uranus. Uh, Mars being drive and passion and aggression and violence, okay? Pluto involved in this Mercury-Pluto square is the higher octave of Mars. You may not have known that. And so when you're talking about a higher vibration of drive and passion and sex and aggression and violence, that gives you a glimpse into the powerful energy that Pluto is. So when you're talking about linking Pluto up with your thinking, with your communicating, with your traveling in a square relationship, which is a challenge, that's when you can kind of get a glimpse into this energy. And I'll tell you here in a second, if you are in the area of space, your sun, your ascendant, your moon, uh, that's going to come into contact most challengingly with this already challenging aspect. So just give me a second to wrap up what this is going to look like so you can be looking out for it. Um, It's definitely going to be a a transit that challenges your thinking, uh, which can result from or lead to some crisis 
or experience with the darker side of humanity. Pluto, Scorpio, eighth house is deep, is intense, is dark, is psychological. So uh, there's going to be an urge to dig deep and investigate the truth. Like I said, research a matter. There is great potential then to uncover secrets and mysteries which will deepen your understanding or a matter of your own psychology. Taking the high road by maintaining an open mind and not arguing for the sake of arguing can lead to a positive transformation of your intellect and communication style. So even in the midst of a challenge, there is a divine opportunity to grow, to learn, to evolve, take full advantage of it, vibrate high, and you will see that more so than um, oh, I got to mention that this influence right here, this Mercury square Pluto influence is uh, one of the influences of this Mercury retrograde season we're coming into, okay? When you look at a chart of a transit like the Mercury retrograde on the 17th, at that time that it stations retrograde, you will see an aspect of Mercury squared to Pluto, which is happening exactly next week. That's what I'm talking to you about now. Next Wednesday, next Wednesday afternoon at around 2.30. That influence will still be in play at the time of the Mercury retrograde just eight days later. So as I'm talking to you about this energy and as I'm talking to you about your particular sign and your degrees or if you were born, keep that in mind that this influence is going to color. We're already in the zone. So these are degrees that we're going to cover again in the course of this Mercury retrograde transit over the course of a few weeks, a month. So pay attention to what I'm saying now because it, it, it'll be in play again is what I'm saying, okay? And it's adding intensity and mental stress to what would be an otherwise Mercury retrograde three weeks, okay? Um, and Pluto is in this real interesting position too considering that Mercury is going retrograde and they're squaring each other next week. Pluto is about to station direct. And for you, if you're tarsal about Pluto, if you're Scorpio rising, then you're shouting hallelujah right now <laughs> um, because Pluto is slowing down. That same slowing down I told you all about earlier with Mercury and Venus, Pluto's doing that same thing at the time of this Mercury-Pluto square. And so uh, it's, it's very powerful at this time, okay, and worth paying attention to. Um, uh, this this Mercury-Pluto square is also going to uh, mainly influence intimate relationships. Uh, since Venus will still be in the zone of its retrograde, it, it's going to touch on relationships as well. Uh, romance and relationship dynamics are also major themes of this upcoming two eclipses we have this month. 
um, which those are influencing the Mercury retrograde. So it's all this stuff that is interwoven and interconnected. You can't isolate any of these things and, and put it in the box, okay? Uh, for Deacon 2 Aries, this is not going to be many horoscopes at all, y'all, but for some of y'all, just listen up and pay attention because when you're talking about Mercury and Pluto, Pluto being the higher octave of Mars, you just don't want to play around with the energy if you don't have to. Deacon 2 Aries, those born Mars 31st to April 9th, Mercury square Pluto is exact on the, on September the 9th and the 24th, okay? And will make everyone more stubborn and forceful in their opinions. Compromise will be difficult to achieve with this activation of Pluto square your deacon. Mercury opposite your deacon from September 5th to 28th will introduce the chance of disagreements and arguments. Mercury is square Pluto for this entire transit because of the retrograde, okay? Whew. I'm just that I just Deacon to Aries, just keep that in mind. It it's a squaring aspect, you know, to uh Mercury's opposing your deacon and uh Pluto is squaring your deacon. So just pay attention and stay aware. And if you need any more specific advice for your particular chart, contact us here. Contact me. Um, Deacon 2 Taurus, those born May 1st to 10th, Pluto is actually trining your deacon right now, and it's giving you greater personal power and influence over the outcomes in your life. Um, The sun is actually trining Pluto coming up here in a couple days from September 4th through the 6th. And it's going to offer you a chance to positively transform. That's the powerful energy of Pluto, to transform any relationship issues, okay? Greater self-confidence and inner balance comes with the sun trining your deacon from today the 2nd through the 3rd. Lucky you, Deacon 2 Taurus. Deacon 1 Geminis, it becomes most important now not to over-idealize other um First of all, for Deacon 1 Geminis, that's zero degrees through um, um, nine. Neptune is actually squaring your deacon for the next couple of years <laughs> until January 2017, and that just means that you must guard against deception and being taken advantage of. Um, but we'll see with this Mercury transit going on right now, you can at least count on clear thinking and good judgment skills because Mercury is trining your deacon, Deacon 1 Geminis, from August 27th through September the 9th, <clears throat> which is going on right now. Uh, Mercury retrograde on September 17th means you will have this friendly transit again towards the end of the month, Okay. So lucky you too. <laughs> Deacon 2 Geminis, those born June 1st through 10th. Mercury is trining your deacon as well, but from September the 5th through the 28th, and it increases your communication skills and brings positive thinking. Even though Mercury Retro begins on September 17th, you will not have to worry so much about hesitation or delays 
because of the positive flowing nature of the trine aspect. Get it? That's something else. To have Mercury in retrograde actually trining your sun ascending or moon. So lucky y'all. Lucky us. Uh, Everyone has these degrees in their chart. And you could have a powerful planet there that may not be your sun or your moon or your ascendant. So that's why I say get with me, and we can take a look at it more closely, and we can see exactly what's going on. It may not be exactly lined up even with these, depending on your particular natal details. Uh, Deacon 1 Cancer, those born June 21st through July 1st, to make the most of your luck, you will have to overcome some negative thinking with Mercury squaring your deacon from August 27th to September 9th. Try not to overlook things because your initial instincts will be strong and accurate because of the full moon. Mercury retro that begins on September 17th could um, will have you experiencing this mentally stressful transit again later in the month. So, yes, Deacon 1 Cancer's Mercury is squaring your deacon. Um For those that didn't exactly have Mercury square Pluto affecting them, I I am still giving Mercury information because we're in the zone, because we're so close to a Mercury retrograde. I just thought I'd put it all in there together. Next week, uh, we're going to talk about the Mercury retrograde in more in-depth pace so y'all won't miss it. Uh, Beacon 2 Cancers. Okay, yeah, those born July 2nd through 12th. Initially, you may question the good news of the effects of the two eclipses this month, Um, what the good effect they'll have on your deacon. You may question it because Mercury is actually squaring your deacon during the course of this uh, Mercury retrograde. But it's more thinking-oriented. It has to do with your mind, these eclipses are way more powerful, okay? So just keep it in mind that Uh, Mercury squaring your deacon from September 5th through 28th. This is an extended challenging influence because of the retrograde. And so Mercury square Pluto uh, exact September 9th through and the 24th, um, basically active for the whole month, most of the month. It's going to intensify any self-doubt that you may already be experiencing and bring the chance of some intense debates and arguments. Optimism from the powerful solar eclipse should counter some of the negative thinking from Mercury. So that's why I say these two eclipses going on this month should give you that boost that you need, although you're thinking, Deacon 2 Cancers, uh, you may be doubting. You may be doubting yourself, what, what you're doing, where you're headed, all that, okay? But uh, pay attention to the the, the eclipse, the, the solar one near the beginning of the month and the lunar one near the end, and it should all balance out, all right? All right, uh, Deacon to Virgos, those born September 3rd through 12th, Pluto is trining your Deacon this year, and it's enabling you to make profound and positive transformation in your life. Um, the sun trying Pluto from September 4th through the 6th brings extreme confidence, power, and influence to enable an evolutionary leap. These are very dynamic days. 
Deacon Two Virgos, when you can assert yourself and remove unwanted and outdated life obstacles. This is not uh, Mar- uh, Mercury square Pluto, and it's not um, Mercury retrograde related. But for uh, for the other Earth signs, other than Capricorn, Virgo, and Taurus, Pluto is trining your deacon. And so, uh, considering the Mercury Pluto square, you should note that the Pluto aspect of this is favorably hitting your chart. Okay, Deacon Virgos. And we're going to round it out here with Libra, Sag, and Cap. Deacon 1 Libra is born September 23rd through October 2nd. Uh, It's actually a good month to look forward to, and you start off in a positive frame of mind. Mercury is in your Deacon in Libra, okay? From August 27th to September 9th, as mentioned in your August horoscope before, uh, this is a good time to clear out uh, the in tray and finalize business matters, okay? Okay, clear out your inbox, finalize business matters. Mercury is in your deacon, making it happen, even though it's retrograde. Now, clarity of thought and good judgment make this an ideal time for making plans, considering it's in your deacon. Uh, so making plans, scheduling appointments, entering into negotiations, and with Mercury retrograde, you're going to have that uh, this transit again later in the month. So good for you, Deacon 1 Libra, Deacon 2 Libra, those born October 3rd through 12th. The tempo of life inbound it is bound to increase with Mercury in your Deacon from September the 5th through the 28th. The best time to for attending to business matters and negotiations is before the Mercury retrograde for you, okay, Deacon 2 Libras? Following that date, you may experience some travel delays and confusion in your discussion. Deacon 2 Scorpios, those born November 2nd through 11th, a greater ability to express your concerns comes with the sun sextile your Deacon from September 2nd through 13th. Sun trine Pluto from September 4th through 6th offers the best opportunity in this early part of the month to make a positive transformation regarding relationship dynamics. Now, the kicker here is that Pluto is sextiling your deacon, deacon to Scorpios, all year and is giving you increased personal power and influence over the outcomes in your life. Deacon 1 Sages. Those born November 22nd to December 1st, assisting you in finding the answers is Mercury sextiling your deacon. That's another favorable transit, just a little less favorable than the trine, from August 27th to September 9th. This brings clarity of thought and good judgment skills, and increasing your daily interactions with others will give valuable feedback. Mercury Retro begins September 17th, so you will experience this transit again later. Wonderful. Um, Deacon 2 Sages, those born December 2nd through the 11th, uh, the new eclipse phase increases the chance of argument, but you should not notice this initially with Mercury sextiling your deacon as well from September 5th through the 28th. Increased clarity of thought and social skills come to your rescue along with good judgment skills. This is an extended positive influence because of the retrograde. 
Deacon One Capricorns, born December 22nd to 31st, uh, you will have to overcome some negative thinking and criticism with Mercury squaring your deacon from August 27th to September 9th. Go with your heart and not your head as Mercury rules your brain, but the full moon heightens your intuition and any psychic abilities. Mercury retro on September 17th, so you will revisit this mentally draining transit later in the month. Sorry to report, Deacon um, 1 Capricorn, but go with your heart, all right? Deacon 2 Capricorns, born January 1st through 10th, there is much in the way of good news to follow, but you may struggle to maintain a positive frame of mind despite all the good news with Mercury squaring your deacon from September 5th through the 28th. Um, The potential for confusion and poor judgment will seem worse after Mercury turns retrograde. However, surrounded by other extremely fortunate influences, you should cope with any increased mental tension this month just fine. Okay. Um, Deacon 1 Aquarius, the positive turnaround of late August continues and even grows this month. You should start off in a positive frame of mind with Mercury trining your deacon from August 27th through the, September the 9th. This is a good time for making plans because of clarity of thought and good decision-making skills. And obviously, this is a transit you're going to have again at the end of the month. So good for you. Deacon 2 Aquarius, any relationship tension will benefit greatly from Mercury trining your deacon from September 5th, uh, actually between September 5th and 28th. The increased intuition and mental clarity from Mercury lasts so long this month because of the Mercury retrograde. The usual difficulties often associated with the Mercury retrograde, such as lost luggage or forgetfulness, should not affect you as much given the friendly nature of the trine aspect going on to your deacon, okay? Lastly, Deacon 2 Pisces, those born February 29th to March 10th. Um, This year, you are benefiting from positive soul evolution and major transformations from Pluto sextiling your deacon. You will feel the strong increase in personal power and influence with Sun trine Pluto from September 4th to 6th. In this case, with the challenging solar transit, come by using your power wisely by maintaining high moral standards, okay? Deacon 2 Pisces sounds pretty critical when you're talking about Pluto, so take heed. All right, I'm going to wrap up with the moon in Virgo, and I see I have a couple of more callers here near the end, so we'll take care of any questions or comments that you have. Just give me a second. Uh, We wrap up the week with the moon in Virgo on the 11th, which is should be Friday. Yes, Friday the 11th. And 9-11, the moon will be in Virgo as of first thing in the morning. At 8.03, it goes void, of course, with the moon squaring Saturn. And then just 52 minutes later, you only got a 52-minute void, of course, this time at the end of the week. Um, At 8.55 a.m. Central Standard Time, the moon does enter Virgo, okay? We've We've gone through this week ahead with the moon in Cancer. We just covered the moon in Leo, that's that inner child, and then we're ending the week with the moon in Virgo. We start the weekend off with the moon in Virgo. That's the sixth 
position or the sixth house governed by Virgo, and Virgo is ruled by Mercury, okay? So we are more practical. The sun's in Virgo right now, so all these descriptions of the moon being in Virgo may be a little bit familiar, but here at the end of the week, going into the weekend next week, you're going to be feeling these characteristics of uh, Virgo in a much more emotional way since the moon's going to be there. Our, our, our emotions are going to be there. What makes us comfortable is going to be there. We're going to gravitate towards Virgo activities, practical activities. We're going to feel better when things are just set, when we, um, when we set things right. When we're reorganizing and rethinking things, it's going to uh, give us emotional satisfaction coming from solving problems, making order out of confusion, and helping others. Virgo rules work, health, aspects of service to others, okay? So these are things that are going to make us feel good. Um, health matters coming into focus. Um, uh, uh, Virgo's real detail oriented. So when we're noticing the smaller parts that make up the whole, it'll bring a certain level of satisfaction. Um, instead of nagging details bothering us, uh, we will we, we'll be more emotionally prepared to kind of work them out, iron them out, and feel more confident as a result about moving ahead. Uh, favorable activities while the moon is in Virgo are any kind of routine, any kind of routine activity, any type of service provided, any work, anything work-related, anything, any pursuits that are mental in nature, mental pursuits of any kind, um, and anything that benefits from us tending to the details of a thing is going to be very good to do. Our emotions will be just perfect for it. Um, going into the weekend. Plan accordingly. I've had so much fun um, uh, disseminating all this information to you today. I don't know how it came across, but it felt, you know, good. Uh, It just felt really good this week. I think that Venus-Mars alignment energy is just, just passionate, creative, wonderful, good energy if you're on the high side. So I hope you all are. Let me check back on the line. Already, that's much more reliable than a computer that can shut down on me, and I won't have y'all's info. All right, so I'm gonna go to the caller from six seven eight 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 six. You're on the line with Mama Dada Astrology. Peace. Peace. How you doing this afternoon? Wonderful. Thank you. Um, what's your name? Uh, this is Dwayne calling from Atlanta, Iowa. Wonderful, Dwayne. Now, you're not my Dwayne from earlier in the week, are you? Just double-checking. Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> okay, this is your first time talking to me. I, I had another Dwayne this week because I did a report for it. So, um, oh, what, uh, what did you want to add to the show today? How can we help? Yeah, I just had a quick question. Uh, I'm a Pisces, um, and I was wondering, you were speaking about uh, transformational uh, breakthroughs. I was wondering uh, if off the air you could hit me to uh, if my uh, breakthrough will come prior to uh, Mercury going into a retrograde concerning my chart. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can tell you now that's probably not going to be forthcoming, but, yes, it will definitely 
pinned specifically on your chart, and I did just write down your number, so I will call you third. <laughs> and so, okay. yeah, I can take this close. You do know um, the time of your birth? Yes, 5 perfect. Yeah, perfect. Okay, well, we'll get that going here in just a few minutes because the show's over, okay? And um, you can hang up if you'd like. I'm just going to take our last caller for whoever else is listening, or you can listen. <laughs> okay, I appreciate it. Talk to you soon, Dwayne. Peace. All right, bye bye. All right, caller from the five one two three one eight. You're on the air with Mama Dada Astrology. Peace. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. What's your name? This is Julia. Julia, nice to talk to you. Um, how did you come across our show today, actually? <laughs> and you as well. Um, uh, just blog talk. Okay, wonderful, yes, perfect. Mm-hmm. And what can we help you with today, or what's your question, or what do you want to add? Well, um, I was wondering, I'm a Virgo, and my birthday's coming up very soon, and I was wondering mm-hmm. about, um, astrologically speaking, I'm looking at buying a car. I'm wondering if that looks good with the energy. Well, I can tell you right now, you definitely uh-huh. don't want to do it <laughs> You do not want to do it right now. On top of it being uh, Merc, we're in the zone of the Mercury retrograde. We're in a Uranus retrograde with Uranus being the higher octave. I mean, I'm in a position to buy a car, and I'm just <laughs> definitely do it until after, I think it's October. I'll give you the accurate date when I call you back, but it's, I believe, in mid to late October where we're out of the Mercury retrograde zone, and I'm Whoa. just not... I, I refuse to do it until after that date. <laughs> I've been without a I've been without my own personal vehicle for a few months now. I hate I, I pretty much hate it. And, and um and I don't want to make an automobile purchase at a time mm. where astrologically it is the worst time to do it. <laughs> And then and then turn around and be surprised if there are complications later, if there's an issue later where I can't, you know, get my money back or do something or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm, that, that, mm-hmm. that is highly intensified right now, and I just would not okay. do it. But what we can do is take a look at other mitigating factors in your chart and see if we can't come up with a pretty good timeline for at least, you know, a roundabout date for you to start looking at uh, being able to purchase something with confidence. Uh, okay. Uh, All right. Man. Well, sound? I don't, I, I'm getting around. It's fine. You know, it's, it's been, it's, it's been working. I've um, embraced, uh, not at first I didn't, but now I'm embracing it. So yeah, it sounds great. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, would you like a call back or um, are you just fine with that information? That's perfect information. I don't need a call back. Thank you. No problem. Take care, Julia. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Peace. God bless. Peace. All right, y'all. Well, that wraps up this week. Venus is going direct next week. Love and money is getting back on track. Mercury's in the zone. Uh, Pluto's about to go direct. It's a lot going on. If you want to stay in touch, stay connected, stay close. Um, My Astrology Coach Radio Network here every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. We love talking to y'all. We love uh, uh, pumping out these reports so y'all can stay on track from 
any given week to another week and month to month. Some people who get reports from me get two-week reports. Some people are two weeks ahead. Some people are a month ahead. So that's what we're here for. Peace, love, light, and see y'all next week.